Why is the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed your answer to better health and wellness? It's proven quality sleep. Any more questions? Yes, I'm always freezing, and he overheats. It's temperature balancing, so you can sleep better together. But can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. So I'll have more energy for yoga. Yes, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Namaste. Namaste to you, too. And now, save up to $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed and adjustable base, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Was your dog born to dash and dance? This holiday season, find out where all that energy comes from with an Embark Dog DNA Kit. Discover your dog's unique breed mix by screening for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Developed by veterinarians, give your dog the best care with the highest rated dog DNA test. Order now for the best deal of the year. Save $64 on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. That's promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. Stay little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Was your dog born to dash and dance? This holiday season, find out where all that energy comes from with an Embark Dog DNA Kit. Discover your dog's unique breed mix by screening for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Developed by veterinarians, give your dog the best care with the highest rated dog DNA test. Order now for the best deal of the year. Save $64 on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. That's promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. Mamma mia, that's a spicy Churbill 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 Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Spicy Gerbil. I'm Kevin and I am joined by the impeccable and irresistible Vader Boris Deja Gravy and Will Wood and the Tapeworms. Am I impeccable because I'm always surrounded by chickens? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, you know, not much here. Um, waiting for this horrible storm I keep hearing about, but I don't see it. Um, after was it yesterday? Was the storm yesterday? I can't even keep track. Two days ago. Eh, it's all blend together. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay, all things uh all things considered. Um so No, that that weather was yesterday, right? Because your power was out for a while. No, that that was Tuesday because Ricky was, was here Tuesday? yesterday and I had power all day for Ricky. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, e- either way, the, the reason I, I bring that up is because, uh, when we, when we spoke the other day, it was to set up your, 
Streamlabs and Reaper, and you're on Twitch now. Yeah, yeah I'm on Twitch and uh, working on a YouTube channel. Um, hopefully, I I I am a serious ass procrastinator. I gotta <laughs> tell you, um, I am a professional procrastinator at this point. I I guess you could say. Um, like even today, I got up early nine o'clock. And I was like, I have plenty of time to do this. I'm going to get up and I'm going to shoot this goddamn video. And I ended up doing the house recycling and the house garbage. Um, reorganizing my food pantry because certain things didn't fit. And I said, fuck it. And I just redid the pantry. <laughs> um, took the dogs to the park. And then I took a shower. And I was just like, well, there there goes working on the video. <laughs> so this is what it is, though. It's not bad. Um, yeah. So that's uh we'll see what happens with the YouTube channel. Hopefully that gets off the ground soon. Soon. Yep. I got nothing else to do. So um mentioned the uh involvement with Willwood and the tapeworms. Oh, oh yeah, those guys. Got a little pop up. Um I so you just had an album come out. Did I? You did. You remember uh, its name? It's the... Wait, wait, I know this one. It's the opposite of abnormal. Oh, God. It's going to bother me. Whoa, what happened here? I'm trying to go full screen, and it keeps, like, shrinking your head. There we go. I feel <laughs> better now. Um, What's it called? The Normil album? Mm-hmm. Normil. Yeah. It's the Normil album. Brand new album, the normal album came out, and uh, dude, it's it's good, it's really oh, good. Thank and, you. Uh, I, I had a, a couple questions about it. Yeah, bring, bring it so on. You guys were working with Matt Squire, correct? Uh, that was just for the single "Love Me Normally." Okay, that was just for the single then. And for for people that that don't know, uh, Matt Squire is a producer. Who yeah. has worked with? I've got his Wikipedia pulled up right now. Uh, Under Oath, Panic at the Disco, uh, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, uh, One Direction, Some Forty One, and it, it goes on and on and on. So he's he's worked with people that uh, uh, are, are big names. So yeah, oh definitely. Um, and I gotta tell you, man, uh, Matt was the greatest pleasure to work with. Um, and I'm not saying this to kiss his ass because I know he's never going to listen to this. But right. um, uh, what's it called? No, Matt honestly is one of the most down to earth guys. Um, and he's I don't know. It's I don't know how to describe it because he was also not just recording the track but producing it. Like he had us change it when we got into the studio. That we had the song written one way, and he went, "Not nah, this isn't going to work. You have to do it like this." And that change is what ended up becoming the final cut. And um, no, he's right. He said he was going to make the song pop, not pop as in like poppy music, but he's going to make the chorus like pop out at you. Right. And uh, he did. He really did. He made the song carry a lot better. Um, no offense to Will's original version, just what Matt did to it, I think really, um, I don't know. Matt, Matt's great. But uh yeah, it was it was a great experience too because uh, we recorded in Maryland with Matt at an undisclosed location, but uh, 
It was a barn. Like from the outside, it looked like just like a barn that dead people might be in, like you know, like The Walking Dead or something. Right. And then you walk inside, and it was actually a professional studio, and uh, we slept in some guy's basement for a week. <laughs> it wasn't even a week; it was only like a couple days. But uh, yeah, we slept in some guy's basement. We had free Wi-Fi TV and a shower. That's all we could ask for. And uh, yeah, we banged that sucker out. And uh, once again, yeah, working with Matt was just awesome. Uh, and he, I, don't know, I was kind of nervous. I'm, I'm gonna ramble about him for a more minute about how great he is. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I was just, I didn't know what to expect, man. You know, because like you're reading this guy's Wikipedia, and like he worked, with, as you said, like Ariana Grande and Demi Lovato and shit like that. And I was so nervous that this guy was going to show up in, like, a business suit and be all business. And, like, you know, if this guy shows up in khaki shorts, sandals, like, slick back hair, not because there's uh, product in it. It's just slick back. Naturally, he just comes like, hey, man. Yeah, how's it going? Oh, cool. Yeah, I like the song. Cool. Like, he was just so down to earth. And, I mean, he still busted our balls. And he, he got me a couple times when I was recording my bass parts. But, uh. Yeah, overall, I I would gladly uh, work with him again if the opportunity arose. So he did the single. Who who produced the rest of the album? That would be John, John Maisto. He recorded, as far as I know, John mixed, mastered everything. I think he did everything for the album. Um, yeah, so John, John did the rest of it. But, uh, I mean, John, that's just kind of, going with the the tradition because john recorded everything as a lot uh john played bass on selfish but i think he also mixed it so and then yeah he recorded and mixed and all that stuff for this one too right on um yeah. so one, one thing that i noticed about this album um i think Excuse it's me. i think it's will's best vocal performance yet and um also, the the way that it's that it's mixed, um, like as, as far as the the vocals, where it kind of sits with the rest of the music, is I don't know. It almost sounds more present in the mix. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I it's could... a little clearer. I feel like this album, he really gave himself. He gave himself more. Um, I want to say he gave himself more freedom. That sounds kind of silly, but um, I think he wrote music on this album that fits his vocal style a little more. Um, and not, you know, knocking the other albums or anything. Just um, I feel like this is more on his level of like the type of music he wants to play. Because yeah. I mean, there's a, I don't know. It's a you know your vocals change over the years, and you have to get comfortable. Again, um, I mean, God, look at Patton, dude. How many times did he have to re reinvent himself to get comfortable? Um, <laughs> I mean, well, Patton's a God, but still. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I feel like Will's vocals are a lot more comfortable on this album. They're a lot more natural, if that makes any sense. Yes. Um, that is true, though. The, the voice is always changing, and you do have to keep getting comfortable with it uh again and again but i will say he sounds incredibly comfortable with with his voice um dude's got some pipes he really does he does man um 
Yeah, and he did, I think, 95% of the vocals on the album. Uh, the only other person to sing on the album is our sax player, Berger, did some of the uh, the baritone bass uh, vocals for, like, I, Me, Myself, and maybe the intro, but that's about it. Otherwise, it was all Will, which, honestly, I was uh, thrilled about. <laughs> uh, someone, uh, an unnamed Tapeworm fan, contacted me to let me know how disappointed she was that I'm not singing on the album. And I'm like, well, I'm... I'm disappointed that you're disappointed. I'm not disappointed because, like, I don't know. I can walk in the studio and record bass parts any day of the week, but you ask me to sing, and that's like pulling teeth. So, right. you know, when I said the Wells, like, what, what time am I coming back to do vocals? He goes, oh, you're not. I'm like, oh, th-, like, in my head, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, I don't mind singing. I just overthink it. That's when the anxiety sets in. <laughs> oh, <anxiety. laughs> That's when it kicks in. Yeah, I don't really get anxiety about the studio too often, but when I have to sing, I do. I mean, that's Johnny Cap Suicide. I didn't even listen back to my vocal takes. I would just go, was that good? Okay, cool, keep it. Like, I want to hear it. I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I get it. Yeah. I think the same thing with Fools and Frauds, actually. Fools and Frauds, they kept going, do it again, but louder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's like the uh, the old George Lucas direction, uh, faster and more intense. Oh, faster, nice. I can take that. I never knew he said that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was I think it was Carrie Fisher that they gave him gave him some shit over it because that would be like, according to her, I want to say I want to attribute to her. Uh, that would really be it. Faster, more intense. So. Or in the words of Michael Bay, more explosions. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But hey, no. Um, so speaking of of being able to go in and play bass anytime, um, was there was there a track on this album that was kind of a a pain in the ass to get right? Is there any one part that uh, you're not looking forward to playing live necessarily when we have concerts again? Oh, um, hands down, the bridge of. Uh, Black Box Warrant, or whatever he changed the name to this time around. I think it's called Black Box Warrant. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we were actually, when the album came out, I'm, I was looking at the track listing. I didn't actually know what some of the songs were, because the names have changed so many times. Um, but, uh, yeah, Black Box Warrant, the uh, the bridge, playing it on the electric bass is no, is no problem. It's a little bit of a fumble, um, but playing it on the upright bass it can eat my whole ass. Um, (laughs) I remember Will showed me this song four years ago in his basement. And I remember I looked at him and I said, why do you hate me? (laughs) He was like, I don't hate you. That's the baseline. I'm like, Will, why do you hate me so much? Like, and uh, the the joke I've been calling it is I've been comparing it to, um, I'm calling this one our uh, dead goon. Mr. Okay. Bungle, Dead Goon, because um, if you talk to Trevor Dunn and you bring up Dead Goon, he doesn't want to talk about it because someone wrote it on piano and went, oh, look how easy it is. And on bass, it's not easy. That's exactly what happened here, too. Like, oh, man, like history repeats itself. That Ash or Lily? That's Ash. I'm going to see what the little shit wants. All right. He's at my door. He usually doesn't do this. What do you want? Don't know, Ash is... Uh... Ben's Seriously? brand new little, uh, little puppy. 
He's not barking at me. He's barking at my dad because he's in the bathroom and won't let him in. He's attached. He said, yeah. I would let him in here for the podcast and the stream, but uh, he's destroying everything currently, and I just don't want to be... The, the, I'll be spending the whole podcast like jumping all over my bed like, no, 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 no. <laughs> How old does he know? Just turned three months on Sunday. Three months. Yeah, and he's already getting big, and he's gonna be—he's gonna be bigger than Lily, and I'm scared. I've—I've <laughs> yeah. I've noticed in the in the videos that you'll you'll send me on Instagram, it's like every every day he looks bigger. Every time I see that kid. Every day, man. <laughs> oh man, fucking a. So other than um, launching on Twitch, YouTube's coming soon. Yeah, the Willwood album. What else you been up to? Um, what else have I been up to? I've been redecorating my house and painting a lot because quarantine is fun. Uh, yeah, what else have I been up to? I don't know what else I've been up to. I've been sleeping a lot. Um, well, I shouldn't say I'm sleeping a lot. I'm sleeping more throughout the day because of the puppy, actually. Because <laughs> um, I'll go to bed at 2, and he gets up at 4, and then I stay up until 5, and I sleep again until 7. Then I get up and I go back to bed nine to eleven. Then I get up again for the day and I have coffee and it's just like yeah, it's like chopped up. So I tell people I'm sleeping a lot. They're like, "Are you depressed?" I'm like, "No, I just have a dog." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta keep up with him. He's a he's a godsend. I love him to death, but you gotta keep up. It's just like having a kid. Um, I was working on a, a solo uh, effort uh, two two to be exact. Um, yeah. One acoustic and one not so much acoustic, but um, the acoustic one is pretty much completely on hold at this point because I am just, I don't want to say out of inspiration, but uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm so fed up with recording. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm going to concentrate right now on the not acoustic EP and try to get that out. I said August, but I thought about it and... Uh, I think it would be a better fall album because it has spooky vibes, which no one should be surprised about because it's me. <laughs> but um, since it has spooky vibes, I figure put it out in late September, early October, you know, um, and then we'll have spooky music during spooky time. Uh, and then I'll work on the acoustic one probably in the winter. Um, yeah. Honestly, I need, I need a better recording um, unit. I need that, and I need, I need someone to come here. <laughs> Remove the ab. What ab? <laughs> Sorry, I have the, I have the uh, group chat open on Twitch on my cell phone. I have no idea. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. But uh, well, you just you just got that that blue Yeti mic, and you've got Reaper, so that should help improve, you know, home recording. A, a oh decent yeah. No. Next thing I need, I think the last piece I need is um, the, what's it called? The thing you plug your instruments into that goes into the computer. Oh, the uh, audio interface. That's an interface, yeah. I think that's the last thing I need because I'm realizing with some of the stuff I'm recording, like, I don't necessarily need an amp to get the, the tone I need. So yeah. it's like if I can get one of those things, um, I can, you know, really start demoing shit. Uh, um 
I'll, I'll send you uh, later a link to one of one of the ones that I have that I, I think would would probably serve you well. All right, awesome. Thank you. I will. I'll, uh, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> I think you're maybe looking at a hundred bucks, maybe one fifty. But that's not bad at all. I was ready to spend like two hundred. So if it was only like a hundred, that would be great. Yeah. I don't know. There's also a part of me that just wants to buy a better laptop because this one is like a 2016, but it's just it's never been the fastest and it's never been the most consistent. I, you know, but I don't have a mouse right now because of it. So, like, part of me just wants to go get like some I don't even know, just some laptop that I can record on and just use it for recording. Everything I mean, else I can do on my phone. That's why so many MacBooks have been sold. You know. See, I don't know enough about Mac. Um, I I don't know anything about Apple. Uh, I've never had Apple products. Actually, the only Apple product I've ever had is my uh, iPod. Which I miss. If anyone listening knows how to restore classic iPods, please get at me. <laughs> I have a, I have a 160 gig iPod that is full of the brim. And the headphone jack broke and the charging port broke. Mm. So it works. It's just you can't hear anything. Let's take it over to the Radio Shack. Radio Shack, aren't they out of business? I was about to say, is that still a thing? I feel like I've not seen a Radio Shack in a long time at this point. Actually, funny you should mention that. Um, I Okay, I saw my Radio Shack go out of business in New Jersey and all the Radio Shacks we had, and I heard that they went out of business. And... That was probably two or three years ago, something like that. Uh, I went to Jim Thorpe a couple weeks ago for the drive-in. I'm at a Dunkin' Donuts because there was nothing else for coffee out there. It was either that or bus. And I looked to my right, and there's a fucking Radio Shack. It's the last so one it's standing. Like, it might be. Maybe it's like that Um, they have uh, the Blockbuster that's in yep. Alaska. But would you see they're, uh, they're doing a fundraiser? I did see that. I'm going to buy sweatpants. I'm going to do it. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's great for one or blue sweatpants and say Blockbuster down the side. I miss that shit, dude. I actually joke around about that all the time. Like, I'm like, I'm going to open a video store. People are like, but everyone streams. I'm like, yeah, but I just I want to open a video store. <laughs> I miss video stores, man. Like, uh, when I was a kid, we had a, a local one action video. Uh, and then later on, uh, the one that was closest to us would be Hollywood video. Instead nice. of uh, instead of blockbuster, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm no, 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 I was, I was just gonna say, but there was, there's just something different. Like even even when it comes to like uh, buying games online, like it's cool, like you can get Steam and buy ten thousand games on there or whatever. But there's something about going to the store that I still really like. Well, I think that's why record stores still exist because yes. it's that same emotion, like going and discovering something. Actually, I'm not, I don't even know if it's there anymore, but a couple of years ago, I went to, um, it was this band Off Camber, it was their final show in Bethlehem, which that's a different story on its own, but um, we parked down the road and we're walking, and I was with, actually I was with Paul from The Lies, and okay. we're walking down the road and we look up and we go, is that a video store? We both got like giddy and ran inside of this place, like a fucking banshee, like just ran in, and it was like, it's a video store! And uh, apparently, I guess how they were staying in business was uh, they did have DVDs free at a rent, but yeah. they also had them for sale. So it was uh, almost like kind of going to an FYE 
video store hybrid. Like, it's like, yeah, you can rent the new Halloween movie, or you can just buy it if you want. Like, right. So, I don't know. That, and I mean, actually, and I, um, you would probably enjoy this. I should have bought it, but I was so broke back then. This is back when I was like really struggling. Uh, I went into the adult section and they actually had a, uh, Batman and Robin, uh, bagging Wonder Woman porno. And, uh, I, I never, I was never able to find it on the internet, so I really should have bought that DVD. Because, like, even, like, on the back, they showed previews of it, and I guess they even had, like, the Adam West pals popping up during it and stuff. Oh, my God, of course. Like, I would do, you know that had to be the greatest thing, like, it's... <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got Lou here in, uh, here in the chat who said, uh, hell yeah, huge vinyl store here, love going and sifting through records. Hell yeah. That's the only way to do it, man. Yeah, there's something there's there's something different about it. Um, And I I think it is the the act of actually like looking through the 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 inventory, Um, because nine times out of ten, when I go into a record store, I'll end up buying at least one thing that I wasn't planning on, but it just caught my eye, you know, and it doesn't happen yeah. so much with Amazon or, or eBay. Yeah. The only time that really happens to me per se, um, which it definitely happens more at record stores, um, is if I, if I'm on a record labels website and I'll be like, okay, well, cause you have to, sometimes at the bottom, they're like, also do you like this bands? Like, um, Southern Lord Records, which has like Sleep, Earth, um, a bunch of good stoner metal bands and sludge bands, they'll have more suggestions at the bottom. So, like, yeah, the one time I was buying a Sleep record and it was like, have you heard this band? Like, well, I mean, if you're suggesting it, I'm already here filling my car and I want that free shipping. <laughs> but um, it's still not the same as going to the record store. And actually, I was going to point out, it's kind of funny that uh, that comes up because I think every time you come to New Jersey, we go to a record store. Like, yep. like you didn't spend enough money driving up here to be here in New Jersey with me, but now we're gonna go spend a couple more hundred. At like, I felt kind of bad there, Mister Bungle. Like, I like I, I know you probably feel this too. Like, we spent so much money on Mister Bungle merch both nights. I was like, you know, what we should do. Let's go spend more money at two more record stores. Like, yeah, great, let's do it. Fuck it. Yeah, dude. I, I, th- I think maybe the the worst. As far as just the the total amount is, you know, I, I would do it again today if we could. Um, but I think the the most damage I did was when we went to go see the Misfits in 2018. Sounds about right. We we went to go see them at uh the Prudential Center in Newark. Yep. That's and it. I uh, I bought us both tickets, two fifty a yep. piece. So there was five hundred bucks. Yep. And then at the merch stand. I think I did close to like another 400, right? It was like 370, 80 something. Yeah, I know it was in the 300s, definitely. And for for those who are listening, I offered to pay him for the tickets of the Misfits. He wouldn't take my money. Just throwing it out there. Just, I'm not a bad friend. I I don't mind paying people back. Just some people don't take my money. No, no, no. Yeah. I I think Kevin did the same thing again with with, uh, Mr. Bungle this year. But that was a little more fair because I got I gave you a ticket for Monday and then you got me the ticket for Saturday, uh, for Tuesday. So that one kind of worked out a little bit. Yes. Granted, you paid more for the Tuesday ticket. I still got you in Monday. 
Well, you got me into the Dillinger escape plan twice. Yeah, we have the night of Patton and uh, the oh, the night where they did uh, under the running board EP with the original singer. I yeah. think that was the best night, honestly. Um, I went to all three Dillinger shows, as you know, but I think night two was like the peak because I'm, I'm not going to say the finale of Dillinger was bad because it wasn't bad; it was phenomenal. Well, they did but the disassociation, like, right? Yeah, they that's how they closed it with a with like a five uh, like a quartet on stage or something like that quartet six seven whatever fuck I don't even know but um, uh, I don't know I feel like night two set such a high standard that by the time night three came it was just like I mean this was cool but um, yeah going there the second night and seeing them do all of under the running board with the original singer on top of like other songs from calculating infinity like that was. I never thought I would ever see them, uh, you know, reunited with Dimitri. So that that alone, I never thought I'd see him again with Patton. Like fuck, <laughs> right? I I mean, fuck. We got to see them do uh, what's the the Faith No More song? Oh God, it's on Angel Dust. Smell practice. That's it, <laughs> so, yeah. dude. That. That's when I lost my shit. Because <laughs> I got through the the, the Dillinger EP, and I was like, what are they going to do now? They want the fucking malpractice. I was like, oh my god. And do you remember um, like just how sloppy Mike was, too? Because he had done all that drinking before the set? Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> oh, yes, I mean, he did. That was, that had to be like the loosest I've seen him. Yeah, I've never seen him that that cut uh laid back before um and in the zone i guess you could say yeah uh, well i mean according to uh someone who was backstage that i won't name uh he said when Patton showed up to sound check he literally had a briefcase and inside the briefcase was handwritten lyrics his effect pedals and a bottle of scotch and that's it and i guess after rehearsal he just started hitting that scotch and that's what we got um, yeah, which makes me wonder. Um, I they recorded all three nights, audio and video. They had several ca- cameramen all throughout the audience every night, and cameramen on stage recording everything. So I, I mean, I don't know how long they're gonna wait. Maybe they're gonna wait till it's five years after the band broke up to uh to release it. But uh, yeah, they they have a lot of footage to work with, and I'm wondering where it is. Yeah, because it's been what three years now at this point. Yeah, it was 2017. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be three years in December. Yep. Um, yeah, Which that would feels... be like a good like five year thing to put out. Definitely, especially if they put out like you know, I want to say each night, but like. The like the songs they didn't do every night type deal, right? They took the patent set, the stuff with Dimitri. But actually, uh, the the one thing I don't, I don't know if a lot of people saw this, but uh, what I really want the DVD for is um, the final night. They actually opened their set with the first song from the first Dillinger Escape Plan EP, which is not to say it's hard to get, but it's it's the forgotten EP that not a lot of people talk about. They started with that opening instrumental from the first thing they ever released. And they ended the set with the last song of their last album. And it was, uh, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. It was just fucking weird. Cause it was like, they just 
mashed it all up. <laughs> they, it, it was like a book. That that show was like a book of, uh, yeah. And then, what was it? So, yeah, I saw Dillinger Escape Plan do Dissociation and realized I had to break up with my girlfriend and then went home and did it. Thanks, Dillinger. <laughs> That's right. I, for, I forgot that that was that, that weekend. That was the Sonic moment. Watching watching Dillinger Escape Plan do Dissociation live, I was like, fuck, <laughs> I have to do this. <laughs> so I blame Dillinger Escape Plan for uh for I'm just kidding. No, I don't blame them. That's that's dumb. Although on a, on a fun conspiracy theory moment, um, I had a realization while taking a shit a couple years ago because you want to talk about long shots here. Six degrees of separation. Yeah. Uh, Nine Eleven is what killed Dimebag Daryl. Mm-hmm. I've not heard this one. Because I came up with that psychedelics years ago. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, I missed that part. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never ever told you this shitty theory of mine, but no, uh, Slayer and Pantera were on tour, and then 9-11 happened, and so all tours were canceled, and then Pantera broke up, and then Dimebag died. So we can blame 9-11 for Dimebag's death, too. Tie that all together. Connecting this the dots. Over... This is why I don't have paint thinner anymore. <laughs> and they also had that theory that um, Family Matters was about uh, uh, Steve Urkel being Jesus Christ, but that's a whole different story. Tell me more. <laughs> I don't know if you want to know about my religion, the the live by because you got to do the Urkel. I have to do it. Yeah, the Urkel. I don't think I can do the Urkel. It's oh, I'm sorry, the Urkel dance. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know what it looks like at this point. I'd, I'd have to go look at it again. It's been a long it's time pretty, since I've seen the show. Pretty much that uh, butt floss thing that the kids are doing nowadays. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what That's you're talking about. Uh, they they owe uh, what's his name, Jaleel White, who played Urkel. They owe him some money. These fucking TikTokers. They owe him money. <laughs> oh man, have have you even made one? Like I've not even downloaded the app. Um, I downloaded the app specifically because I heard there was a bunch of tapeworm videos on there. Tapeworming okay. the band, not surgery. I get that on YouTube. Um, yeah, no, I heard there was a lot of kids um, doing like dance routines and all sorts of stuff to our music. And I don't know. I I was curious because uh, I don't know if you saw, but even two years ago, maybe uh, there was a cheerleading squad somewhere that did, did a whole routine the cap uh, mr capgrass it was on our facebook page um, i think i missed it yeah it it just i guess it just blows my mind because i never thought we i never thought i'd be in a band that was quote-unquote trendy and that's what's happening with tiktok i went on there the one day because i heard i forget it was one of the kids in one of their stories they're like oh yeah this they reposted it and I went to TikTok and I typed in, you know, Wolf and the Tapeworms and all these videos popped up. And some of them have like really crazy makeup on, like they're fantastic makeup artists and they're doing these routines. And I'm just, I don't know, I guess I, I could say I'm honored in a sense because they could have done anything else with their afternoon. They could have danced any other bands, but they danced our music. So that that's really, that's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I've. I've actually I've I've got the Willwood and the Tapeworms uh, Spotify profile pulled up right now too, and you guys are up to seventy thousand five hundred forty three monthly listeners. Jesus, yeah. As yeah. of a couple of weeks ago, we hit the half million mark 
for uh, streams, amount of streams. Yeah, and so when you go to the Will Wood profile, which the new album oh, is yeah. on, the normal right. album, that one's already up to 33,939 listeners. And then, yeah, you can you can see some of the, the stream uh, breakdown. Uh, so Love Me Normally by itself has over 144,000 streams so far. Jeez. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's it's surreal, man. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's funny um, because on one hand it, it blows my mind, um, and on the other hand I'm also just kind of I guess in denial about a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> You're getting fan mail. People are painting yeah, pictures and sending them to you. And yeah, uh, I gotta tell you, Mario has the. Uh, you should see the amount of fan art Mario gets. It's insane. Um, I mean, I get my decent share of fan art, don't get me wrong, but, um, yeah, Mario's got a lot, and it all has to do with beans. Beads or beans? Beans. Yeah, just, Why beans? Um, uh, because he's the bean man. Okay. Yeah, just go, go look at Mario Conte Music's Instagram and look at those pictures. Uh, the, the, the fan art, there's just a lot of beans. So many beans. Um, more beans than I know what the bean went, you know. All of, all, all of my fan mail, I guess, just trolling. <laughs> oh, I know that's me in your stream every night. That's what that's what I'm saying. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I get uh, there's one, there's one or two people that that come on my uh, stream and harass me sometimes, but uh, otherwise, I mean, no, there's, it's, there's... it's all in fun. It's oh, all yeah, in fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, definitely. No, yeah, there there was one person who was talking smack the one day on my builds uh, like a week ago, and he was just like, "Oh man, like you think that's a good combo?" I'm like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, but uh, what's it called? My favorite is um, I'm blanking on their name right now because I have no idea who I am half the time. Uh, they come on and they give me like fun facts. Like I'll be hanging on the hook playing Dead by Daylight, and I see in the chat room it's just like. Did you know that mosquitoes can't ma lay more than this amount of eggs? I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, that's cool. <laughs> that's entertaining me as I wait for my teammates to come save my ass. Holy shit. Yeah, there, there are definitely plenty of backseat gamers. That's for sure. Backseat gamers? I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's that's what we call them. And they, uh, you know, you did, I got to the point where I just kind of ignore them for the most part. Wait, so you want to jump and shit? Yeah, yeah. Or you know, you should use this gun instead, or, or whatever. Like it's it's cool when it's a friend, you know, yeah. who who's, who's better at the game or something like that. But just for randoms to 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 show up and then the entire time they're hanging out, they're just telling you how to play the game. It's like at this point, why don't you just play the game too? What's it like having friends? I don't know. It's pretty nice. Okay, that's cool. That's nice. You you have at least you have at least probably ten I alone could count. Yeah. No, probably I don't anymore. have friends. I go to the drive in alone a lot. I don't have friends. <laughs> okay. I thought Ricky just went to the drive in with you. Ricky went to the drive in with me once a year ago. I 
swear I thought I thought he went to the to the driving no, with you last week. You're, you're thinking about Greg. You're thinking about the wrong drummer. Oh, that was Greg. That was Greggy Poo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe BFF Sean. Them all. What? I said, if you know one drummer, you know them all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to get uh, Ricky this weekend. There's a different drive-in in Pennsylvania, and uh, they're showing both Wayne's Worlds back to back. And this weekend is also Ricky's birthday. So I'm kind of like, hey, for your birthday, let's go. I'll drive. You can drink. Just get in the car. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Um, well, it's a, it's a hard choice, dude, because uh, screen A is Wayne's World 1 and 2, and screen B is Space Jam and the 1989 Batman. That sounds that sounds really awesome, seeing the 89 movie in a drive-in. Well, Actually, a couple of weeks ago, this is when all the Corona shit was happening. Mahoning Drive-In, night one did 89 Batman and Batman Returns. And then night two did Forever and Batman and Robin. And uh, the whole weekend sold out. I, I couldn't even get in, uh, which sucks. Um, and actually, the only reason I didn't go was that was the week I threw my back out and I couldn't, like, walk. <laughs> or let's drive an hour and 15 to the drive-in, so I didn't go. Which sucks because I actually had tickets. I um I missed that. What was the other one I missed? Oh, Demons. They showed uh, Fulci's Demons, which is an Italian movie, and uh, that was the day I hurt my back. And then three days later was Batman. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but it's okay. I, I figured next time I'll make the drive and I'll actually camp there. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm going yeah. back soon. That's on a when. And back problems are no joke. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely, my age is definitely showing. I am a senior citizen. <laughs> As these tapeworm fans, they all think I'm like my grandfather's age. No. Yeah. Really? Oh, sorry. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, when you're younger, you don't really have a good, um, like, good idea about age. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, not all of them. Some of them get it, but like some of them, I don't know, some of them, their parents are my age, which is kind of weird. Like, you're the same age as my dad. I'm like, I guess. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, stop that, talking that, to me. Yeah. It does have to be a little, little weird. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, a lot of them have really cool parents, actually, so it's it's great. Um, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're really cool. I mean, I forget who, who it was the first time, but like, these parents were buying me drinks at a tapeworm show, and I'm like, thank you. I don't drink, but thank you. Like, that's cool. That's the hardest thing to explain to people at shows when you don't drink. They look at you like you have, like, five heads. And it's like, I, I just don't drink. Leave me be. <laughs> We've gone drinking before, sir. I Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't, like, seriously drank. Oh, God. Well, I mean... I had the holy water drink a couple weeks ago. That was pretty good. It was like, imagine a Long Island iced tea, but replace the iced tea with pineapple juice. That was the holy water. It yeah. looked like Baja Blast. And then before that, I had a Moscow Mule maybe in June. And then before that, I probably hadn't had alcohol since like January. Damn. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't drink. I didn't drink the whole time you were here in February. I didn't have a single drink with you. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, yeah, I guess the last time we actually did have a drink together. Yeah, it, it, it has been. I, I think now. the last time we had a drink together 
I think it was the Misfits. Because we went to the Moose together. Yeah. And I quit the Moose right after that. So that was, that had to be it. That had to be one of the last times we went drinking together. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Lou in, Lou in the chat says, uh, 30 years old is the beginning of the end. Yeah, I'm 32. Fuck. Who is it? Blue or Boo? Lou. 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 I like that. <laughs> That's a good name. Lou's a good name. Isn't isn't every year that goes by the beginning of the end? Yeah. I mean, it goes right up there with like the second you're born, you begin to die type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Positive things. <laughs> I feel like do you I ever, had a fun fact. Huh? Do you ever do you ever wonder about this is kind of a weird question, but while we're on the, the subject of, of aging. Um, bring it up. <laughs> do, do you ever think about like what you think your what age you're going to hit like when is it going to be over um i do sometimes but uh i try not to think about it too much because then my mind starts to wander a little bit but uh yeah i do i do contemplate that um you know because then you know some days i'm like you know any day now you can do it but uh yeah uh yeah, I guess. Um, I've I've thought about it before. I've thought about like how old I'm gonna be, but uh, eh, eh, I don't know. Cause, eh, how about you? <laughs> For me, you know, barring like obviously we have to take like accidents out of this or fucking, you know, getting hit by a bus, whatever. Um, late sixties, early seventies. Maybe. I'd probably give myself to about 40. 40. I've only got eight years. Yeah, pretty much. After eight years? Who, who's going to put up my my shit then? Hopefully Ricky. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Give me more than eight years. I, I can't help but feel like Ricky and I are going to die together, so... <laughs> That's what's going to happen. It's going to be like one of those freak accidents... Where, like, Ricky and I go to, like, an all-you-can-eat barbecue, and we're going to be standing next to a grill, and the propane explodes. You're going to be on the other side of the park watching it happen in slow motion, like, in Final Destination. Oh, no. <laughs> Lou in the in the chat said, or the worst part is, when that day hits, so the day we die, uh, do you worry if anyone will even remember you? Um, The only part I'm worried about is uh, they say that you're alive long enough after you're dead to realize you're dead. And that part I am not down with. Because mm. um, if, if it's anything like sleep paralysis, that's going to be hell. Uh, <laughs> but um, what's it called? It's also part of the reason, not to get on the subject of drugs, but it's also part of the reason I, I never tried DMT is because... You know, I've heard that's the chemical your body releases when you're dying. So it's like, so if you do it, does it still come out when you're dying? I don't know. I don't know. That's wild. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Um, because I, uh, another unnamed friend of mine tried DMT once. And I said, how was it? He goes, it was great. I know what it feels like to die. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I know what it feels like to fucking die now. And I was like, oh. 
And there was just pause. I'm like, so, did you have a good, good time? <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I mean, was I it know. was it overall positive or a negative afterlife? It, well, it was a positive experience, but he also freaked himself out because he knows what it feels like to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess yeah, when that time right. comes, he's going to know before anyone else possibly would because he's already here and he felt it. <laughs> well, my my thinking is, if it was overall still a pleasant experience, it's a good note to go out on. You know, if you yeah. if you get to feel good for your your final moment. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's what I'm worried about. See, I'm worried about if um if you smoke it, does that mean you used it up, like type deal? Is mm. it gonna, still going to release when you die? That's the part that makes me nervous. Like a tolerance um, type thing. Yeah. Um. Well, also, actually, on that note, um, a different friend of mine uh, went to a festival a couple of years ago. Do you know what fishtailing is? No, but it does it does it involve the band fish? Actually, I mean, I'm I'm sure fishtailing happens at fish shows. That's not an understatement. Uh, fishtailing is when you're huffing nitrous and you black out from lack of oxygen. Um, and like David what was that? I said like David Carradine. Exactly. <laughs> Except that was masturbating. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, he he was the one they found in the like in the closet, right? Yep, that's him. Yeah, he was wanking it. With yeah, like a yeah. belt around his neck or whatever. Touching himself. Autoerotic asphyxiation. What a hell of a way to go. He didn't know if he was coming or going. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, fish telling is when you abuse um, nitrous and your brain, uh, I, I guess, I will say it shuts down, but like everything shuts down because of your lack of oxygen. And a friend of mine was at a festival on all sorts of psychedelics and things, and he was abusing nitrous, and he fishtailed. What my friend saw was him go down, and they them reviving him. What he saw was he actually, he saw himself being revived. Yeah. He turned and looked to his right, and he saw death standing there, like the Grim Reaper. He went, what's up, dude? And then he, like, came back and, like, snapped out of it. <laughs> Oh my god, I still remember the day he told me that. I'm like, dude, no way. He's like, I saw the Grim Reaper and I said, sup. And then I came back. <laughs> and that's fish telling. Well, that's not always fish telling. Fish telling, for the most but, part, is blacking out. I think it's because my friend was on other things that he saw something. Okay. Because I've, I've known other people who have fish tailed. It's just like blacking out when you're drunk, essentially. Lou says, I'm fish telling with my headphone cord right now. <laughs> You have, but, to, uh, you have to get the nitrous, Lou. Five bucks at, uh, outside of fish shows. Dude, I gotta I tell you, that's one of the most bizarre things I've ever experienced in my life. Um, I wanted to go see fish. It was three years ago now, 2017, with Ricky. Um, they did a baker's dozen at MSG. And on the way out, I mean, we're standing outside of MSG, like one of like the premier venues of the world. Or yeah. at least the United States. I don't know if it's one of the premier of the world, but... I World renowned, huh? It's it's definitely world renowned. Okay, well, the, as as long as as long as people in Carolina think that, um, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, <laughs> that's like the place to go. But um, coming to you live from Lexington, North Carolina, allow me to speak on behalf of the rest of the world. We like yeah. MSG. We like Thanks, it. Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're 
all we did was literally cross the street from MSG. I could see MSG, and we're buying balloons off of some guy in the corner. And the NYPD is walking by, not saying a thing to anybody. And I'm just like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> this is so weird. Um, I actually still have a video on my Snapchat of, uh, like, the Nitrous Mafia. That's who sells the balloons. They showed up with their ice cream truck, so you could hear, like, ice cream music in the background. And there's, like, people blacking out. <laughs> it was fucking weird, dude. It was a weird, weird experience. And, like... People were buying the balloons to bring on the train with them. <laughs> so, like, we were actually on the path train, the subway, and people were still up with the balloons and everything. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what in the wild, wild west? Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Why is the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed your answer to better health and wellness? It's proven quality sleep. Any more questions? Yes, I'm always freezing, and he overheats. It's temperature balancing, so you can sleep better together. But can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. So I'll have more energy for yoga. Yes, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Namaste. Namaste to you, too. And now save up to $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed and adjustable base, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Weird. That's um. I don't know. I maybe maybe I would have fun at this show, but I don't know because it's very jam band band e right. To an extent, um, you know the real the real pleasure and treasure of every fish show is their light guy. Um, he's considered the fifth band member of Fish. Uh, he has been their lighting guy since the early 90s, and um, I think he's really what does it. Um, I will say, you know, and, you know, under 18, cover your ears, but drugs help. Um, <laughs> but no, they're, they're, they keep it interesting, man. Like, when I saw them last year, um, they opened with a Tom Waits song, and they threw, like, a Talking Heads song in there, and then they, they closed with a Beatles song. Like, you know, they, they, they keep it interesting. Um, and one thing I think is really cool is they don't, they've never played the same set list twice in all these years because they like to give everybody a different experience. Um, I don't know. They're, they're definitely, I'll have to send you some videos, man, because they, they do some cool stuff too. Like, um, the one song, I forget the song, but, uh, there's a, they have a trampoline sequence in the song. There's a part of the song where the sound guys come out with trampolines. And the bassist and guitarist are jumping in sync and playing their parts like a dance routine. And they don't miss a beat. And it's like, things like that, you know? They they really do bring a show. Especially if you see them on New Year's Eve or Halloween. The one New Year's Eve, they did the, they have a song called Meat Stick. And uh, they what they did was, while they were in the middle of playing, they started to have people of different nationalities 
coming out to sing the chorus of Meat Stick in their language, and they were all dressed up in their costumes. Fish disappeared from the stage. This musical is happening on stage, and everybody's like, where the fuck did Fish go? All of a sudden, out from behind a curtain comes all the members of Fish in a giant hot dog, throwing hot dogs into the audience while the music is still happening on stage. <laughs> and that's how they ended set one. So, uh, that's what I mean. Like, they, they definitely... Some shows you might go to, they're just jamming, but other shows, if you get lucky enough, it's a full-on experience of, like, what they're doing. It's uh, They get really involved with the audience and stuff. Not like a punk hardcore show, but close enough. Um, definitely some good times there, you know? Yeah. I wish I could have seen the giant hot dog thing in person. Um, I know people who were there for that one, and I... Because they were on the floor for that show. And I said, uh, so were people freaking out? They're like, dude, we had a... You have a bunch of hippies. I don't even hippies. Wooks. <laughs> you have a bunch of wooks on acid. And they're getting pelted in the head with with hot dogs, and they were freaking out. <laughs> I, I think he said in the in the midst of all the chaos, he heard one person go, "Are these vegan?" Oh my god! One person. Not making fun of vegans, but just the fact of. You're at a fish show and they're throwing hot dogs in the audience. There's still one guy going, are those vegan? <laughs> Live in the moment. Can you imagine tripping and you just see hot dogs flying at you? That sounds like a nightmare. It does, right? Uh, I, I don't enjoy <laughs> hot dogs sober. I can't imagine that. Because what, what if they don't show up as like the hot dogs too? You know, uh, it's like fucking snakes or some shit. Like fuck yeah. that, right? Yeah, fuck that. Definitely. I'm not down with that. Mm -mm. Not at all. Nope. Not a fan. I've never tripped, and that's freaking me out. <laughs> fuck. Also, I, I just don't like snakes in general, so that's probably part of it. Oh, so you never came here when I had one. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Missed the snake. Missed it. Yeah, she was cool. I was, I only gave her up because um I didn't have time for her, which I know sounds shitty. Yeah. Like when I first got her, I was a homebody, and then I joined five bands again, and I was never home anymore. So I was like, I should give her to someone who's you know actually had time to like take her out of the cage. Like when I first got her, I would take her out of the cage every day and hold her. She would like do like jewelry. She would just wrap around my wrist and hang there as I'm doing things around the house. Like that was like she just hung out. And then, like, I stopped taking her out of the cage every day, and then, like, I didn't come home sometimes, and it's just like, you deserve better than this. <laughs> Sounds like a breakup. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> what kind of snake was she? A ball python. She was only, like, this big by the time I got rid of her. She was, she was, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, she was a runt, because even people I know were like, she should be bigger for her age, and it's like, I feed her once a week like I'm supposed to. Um, you know, I take good care of her. So yeah. I have no idea. Uh, Baby Cake me. in the chat says, I love those. I believe talking about that that uh, breed of snake. Yeah, ball pythons are awesome. As I said, man, she used to like, I even had my acoustic bass and she would like slither between the strings and like just chill in the bass and stuff. Like, she was really cool. Um, yeah, I think she's in LA now, if I remember correctly. I gave her to my friend and then she moved to LA, so... The snake, you know, making it big in Hollywood out there. I don't know. I, I, I will handle just about any kind of pet, but snakes. For me, it's tarantulas. 
I think I would spiders away from me. I think I would rather have a tarantula on me than than a snake. Uh, I don't know, because I mean that's just me, but uh, uh, snakes' faces don't freak me out. Spider faces freak me out. Looking into their eyes, I'm not a big fan of that. I think it's also because I, I saw the fly at a very young age, the original fly. When it has a close-up of the spider and everything. Oh, fuck that. Drinking out of cups. Like a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. I don't know why, where that came from. That's, a, that's an oldie. If anyone actually remembers that, you're probably, you probably can get a senior discount. Mary in the chat says, you guys are weird. Try dogs or cats. I have two dogs and two cats. Thank you very much. Yeah, he, um, he, so he has he has regular pets as as well, but at some point he had a snake. Actually, at two points in my life, I had five cats, and it was awesome. Um, <laughs> it was great having five cats. Uh, they were great. Uh, down to two now, unfortunately, but uh, having were, five cats is great. There were five my first trip up, right? Um, let's see. Well, Shelly, did you meet Angel, the fat orange one? I think so. Okay, so well, did we have the male cat Buster then? Uh, don't remember. I I just I remember there being a lot, quite a few. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's when I was still um like pretty allergic too. I don't seem to be anymore. Um, you know, Jamie's got um couple kittens upstairs they've not messed with me last time i went to my grandparents my dad's side they've got cats didn't bother me over there the last couple of times i've been up there with you it's not been an issue so i think i'm i think i'm over it well i mean your body does change every seven years so so they say yeah. when your your cells like recreate or whatever yeah or, or, or you you produce new cells right but yeah over the span of seven years, at that point, you should have a completely different group of cells than you did the previous seven years. Um, exactly. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Now, now that <laughs> I think about it, we probably had five cats when you were here. I, I think you did. I really do. Well, because we, I mean, we have Shelly and Abby now. We just lost Trixie in March, but then before that. We had Angel and Buster. We had to give Buster away because he was beating up the females, and Angel passed away in maybe 2016. So that yeah. makes sense if you were up here anytime before that, which you were. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had five cats. Shit. Yeah, and the most useless thing about having those cats, might I add? Might I add? When we, two years ago, we still had four. Um, Two or three years ago, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, we had a complete power outage for two weeks, and all four cats and both dogs slept with my dad, and I had to fend for myself with body heat. I couldn't force these animals to sleep next to me. Yeah. It, it was just, why have that many cats if they're not going to sleep with you? That is the question. Uh, baby cake in the, in the chat said, old stub leaves science to the scientist. So... I guess my ex- scientists. I, I I I guess I guess my explanation of the the cells every seven years, what you were talking about, wasn't uh up to snuff. No, I mean it made sense to me, but I also have a learning disability. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, 
you know. Um, I don't know. Kind of rude, though. <laughs> I feel like at the core. It. I feel like at the core, we, we've we've got the the fact straight, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should go to Baby Cake's job and, like, you know, like smack the menu out of their hand or something. I don't know. Smack the menu. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of what baby cakes would probably be doing. I imagine with a name like Baby Cakes, they probably work at a bakery. So yeah, smack the menu out of their hand. She claims to bake things. Uh, she she's she's been coming coming around for months now, talking about these amazing cookies that she makes. And um, right. have I been in the chat with her before while you're streaming? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I remember Baby Cakes. She's the one who likes to sniff her own farts. I remember that. We had that conversation very thoroughly. Because <laughs> I too like to sniff my own farts. So I think that's really cool that she likes to also. Yeah. <laughs> no, um. And why don't I have friends? <laughs> well, you do, Ben. No, I have acquaintances. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's why I moved to Pennsylvania and make friends with farmers. Yeah, what part of Pennsylvania were, were you talking about? Because we were just talking about this the other day. You going to Pennsylvania. Oh, I mean, I, I hang out in Jim Thorpe a lot, but that's too far away from where I'm at in Jersey. I would need to move a little closer. Because I'm already an hour away from the tapeworms. If I move there, I'll be two hours away, and I, that's going to be too much driving. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That Jim Thorpe area is nice, though. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. I took you there in February from Mr. Bungle. Yep. Got the uh, the T-shirt from the shop too. Picked up a few records. I forget which ones I got from there. No, that one, the the Ennio Morricone uh, box set that I bought. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where that one came from. Um, you know, I remember because I said to you, I was like, if you don't buy this, I, I will. Then he bought it. <laughs> Mary and the. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I have seen that I had seen that records like six times before that, and I just never shelled out the cash for it. Looking back, I should have now that he's gone. Yeah, what were we gonna say though? What about the chat? Uh, Mary in the chat says talking about baby cake. She makes cookies. Right, we were just talking about that. But yeah. but what I was saying is she's been coming around for for months now talking about these amazing cookies that she makes. Uh -oh. No proof. No proof. Nope. So, no proof. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. For some reason, your voice isn't going with the wor uh, your mouth anymore. Oh. Oh, there we go. Now it's back. But there was a bit there was like a Godzilla movie. Like it was out. <laughs> <laughs> Over there! Look, I'm just saying. Cookies you know, would, would be some nice fan mail, you know? If you're going to claim something, this is why I don't make claims a lot. Because then yeah. I have to stand by them. You got to stand by a claim like that. Mm -hmm. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a killer cookie maker. Like, I mean, I, I could say that. Does it mean I am? No. No. If I told you, you I'm the president, does it make me one? No. You, 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 you've got to be able to, to back it up with something, right? Yeah. And so when you're talking about food, what, what better way than to, to share the joy of that with others that you're talking to about? You know? Yeah. Why bring it up if you're not going to do anything about it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... I don't know, dude. I feel like, um... Uh, I don't know. If I go to your house, 
you say to me, I have a samurai sword. I'm going, oh, can I see it? And you say, no. It's like, why the fuck should you bring up the samurai sword? Or if we're not going to go to the garage and do fun ninja shit. Right. Why tell me you have it? Why haven't you shown me your samurai sword yet? Oh, uh, we're we're not there yet. I let you sleep at my house. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of like four people in this world who I've seen my actual bedroom in person. Oh man. I hope this shit clears up. This shit being um the COVID situation because I do miss going up there. Yeah, man. No, we miss having you. Um you know, it was funny, you know, not funny, I guess it's funny. It's like ironic in a sense. Um well, someone posted yesterday about uh, good to know that every single person who guessed what they were going to be doing in five years in 2015 was wrong. Um, and uh, no, it's just like, you know, looking back on like everything that was planned, you know, like all the shows we had planned, the trips up here you had plans. Um, I mean, shows I was going to and performing at. Um, I mean, at least the World Wood album came out, but, you know, we couldn't even do a release show for that. Um, we had to cancel the one that you and I were going to do in May. May. Yeah, the yep. first weekend of May. Um, I mean, hell, Deja Gravy's been on pause um, because Ricky's an essential worker, so it's been hard to get in the same room. Uh, I mean, we've jammed. We just haven't jammed any new material. We've only jammed old material, um, which, you know, we, we've talked about, like, getting started on the new material, but it's just like, when? Uh <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. mean, because at one point we were talking about, um, I think me coming up to the studio too. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. which which would have been my first time because you know every everything that 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 I've done with with Deja has been, uh, you know, at home. So great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've not uh, not recorded in a in a studio proper before. So which would have been honestly like probably pretty nerve-wracking so mm. i don't know maybe someday yeah someday dude definitely i mean i don't know if uh it would be a good time to, to record right now because no. you know no one's around but uh <laughs> this is what it is yeah. i don't know um this i'm trying to keep myself busy with youtube and all that shit because uh Losing my mind with musical stuff. Uh, need that outlet. <laughs> uh, Mary in chess says, will we get to hear your last song recording stub? Um, last song recording? Yeah, there's, there's been there's been some stuff recorded that'll see the, the light of day. Oh, is this uh, the other thing? The thingamajig? The stuff? I was talking about the, the the two tracks. Yep, that's what I thought. Yep, yep. So, those those will be out later this year. Um, and uh, we're working on a cover too. Not really ready to talk about yet, but yeah, no, we got some stuff. We got yeah. some things. There's always and, and eventually, like like we're saying, eventually Deja Gravy will get up and going again and things will eventually get back to normal i just i'm afraid it's it's going to be you know pretty well into next year before that happens yeah yeah we can't rush these things um well that's the problem you know people want to 
And, yeah. and the ironic effect that it's having is, is just making things take even longer. No, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought I, uh, I thought I, I knew about patience before all this, but, uh, I'm really learning about patience now. Yeah. Um, you know, especially, well, especially when we had those, I don't know if Carolina had this, but we had a couple weeks where we couldn't even go to state parks. Like, everything was closed. All you could do was go to ShopRite, and that was essentially it. And yeah. that was the worst, because even with the state parks, there was something to do. Like, I could go take the dog somewhere, and sure, there was a lot of assholes there, because everyone else wanted to get out of the house, too. But it was still something to do. But once they said, like, yeah, state parks are closed, stay home. Cool. <laughs> Actually, not for anything, Jasper had the hardest time with that. May he rest in peace. Yeah, the hard because like, you know, that spoiled dog. We took him to the park every day. So when all of a sudden we weren't taking him, he was like having tantrums and shit. He was a he was a moody little shit. <laughs> he not to get gross, but he actually like like constipated himself and stuff like that. And it was like, dude, you have to go because he he refused to go in the front yard. He had to go anywhere but the front yard. Yeah, it was so far, uh, it was out of his routine for a while, you know? Yeah. I mean, we are all creatures of habit, I imagine. To an extent. Jasper was a good boy. Yes, the goodest. Um, Mary said, as a member of your fan club, I really need to know what I'm fanning about. Who's fan club? She might be talking about those two songs. I don't know. She'll, she'll get back to us, I'm sure. Oh, no, she said, yeah, those those two songs. Who? I don't know. That's, that's up to you. The, 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 the project, I don't know if you want to talk about it yet or not. Wait, no, who, who is this person? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Mary is uh, in my, my Twitch chat. But, I mean, how do we know Mary? Just through Twitch. So you know Mary. Yeah, she she comes to hang out on the channel. Just making sure. Making sure I heard you correct. Yeah, baby cake says Mary is amazing. But she's uh, uh she she's in good company. Um but yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about that project or, or not. Uh I mean to give the bare minimum, um yeah, I the solo thing, the not acoustic solo thing. Um, there's going to be guests on certain tracks of certain releases, and Kevin is doing two of them. Same by doing three. No, you're the only person who gets two. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> do I, do I know anybody else that's going to be on it? Uh, Gabs from Bedtime Stories. Okay. I think Tom from Johnny Cab's Suicide, if I can get him a good song. And I forget who the other one was. But, uh, yeah. Excuse me, this coffee is doing shit. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. Uh, but, you know, I, w- I was going to give you, um, well, because I sent, I sent you the two songs. Just for the record, I sent them two songs to listen to. 
Um, <laughs> One thing and, led to another. And then he's like, oh, I wrote lyrics to these two songs. And it's like, okay, well, part of this solo release is the extended version of the Spicy Gerbil, so I'm going to have to give that song to someone else. So someone else is going <laughs> to sing on your theme song. <laughs> okay. No, that's good. That's good. I don't, I don't want to do my own theme song, for sure. Yeah, and no, I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm gonna find um I, I, I'm friends with a couple of rappers on Instagram. I think I had to give it to one of them. That would be fun. That's what I mean. Like I'm trying to see what I can do because uh Yeah, it's like all right, so you have to rap, but it's about gerbils. <laughs> yeah. Spicy ones. Spicy ones. Yeah, I don't know where you where is it also I, I looked at your uh not the I'm not ripping on you, but I love you to death, but uh the yeah. last Spicy Gerbil episode was also with me. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since we've done one of these. Um, oh, fuck, dude. I know, I know. Who do I last have to one, yell at? Last one came out May sixteenth. Um, Jamie, the guy whose house you live at. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's put it on him. It's Jamie's okay. fault. <laughs> so it's not Matt's fault. Oh, it's always his fault too. Yeah. Yeah, Matt and Jamie are the Berwick video. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh man. Oh, actually, I forgot the I forgot the thank you on that note. Um, because you you inspired me with that um the cameo thing, and uh, for Frank's birthday, uh, last week I actually had Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister wish him a happy birthday. No shit. Yep, through cameo. So thank you for the, the the birthday gift idea. Frank loved it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, D, D was great, man. Um, if anyone listening has a parent or a friend or a sibling that isn't the hair metal or Twisted Sister, D Snyder really personalizes the message. Um, he it, He's worth every penny. Yeah, it's, and dude. when you do something like that, you want it to be a good one too, right? Like not just like a quick like five second cash grab. Yeah, you know, and that's what I was nervous about. Um, I could play it for you later. I'm not going to play it for the podcast, but um, one thing that was really cool about it was because you know, uh, a cameo only gives you well like 250 words to describe what you need. Um, my parents used to follow twisted sister in the 80s uh followed them while they were underground and and even when they got big they still followed them so i made sure to mention that in the the write-up like hey uh, my parents used to follow you back in the day religiously and like my my parents raised me on you guys and this that the next thing and d snyder actually praised my father in the video and thanked him for coming to all the shows back in the day it was like your son tells me you're a lifer and i gotta tell you like if it, like i owe you the world because like what you and your and your wife did for like us and the fan base and it was just like like you know he could have just been like oh i heard you who used to come to the shows back in the day that's cool like no he was like i am forever in debt to all fans like you and it was just like oh man this is like really you know really cool like sincere. Um, it's cool that he appreciates his fans. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't know, did, you ever, did you ever see a documentary on them? No. It's on Netflix, but I think it's also on Amazon. It's called the name of the documentary is uh We're Twisted Fucking Sister. That's the name <laughs> of the documentary. It's a two hour documentary, not about their career. It's two hours about the struggle it took for them to get signed. It's about the decade it took for them to get a record deal. 
Holy it's shit. one of those things that you're like, oh, it can't get any worse for them, and then it fucking does. It's one of those things. Um, a decade might be a stretch, but yeah, dude, if you if you uh, want like an inspiring story about a band that truly struggled, you watch this documentary and your heart goes out to them because you're just like, I mean, they 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 were getting denied by record labels because they were selling out 2000 person venues without a label and the label goes oh you already has been sent because if you're already selling this out you don't need our help and we're not going to invest in you like that was their logic right it was it was like you know just things like that and it's just like holy shit <laughs> and that's that that was in the age when you you really needed that label support too yeah I mean, they did well enough on their own. It's just, it was a five night a week gig for them. They had the gig Monday through Saturday. Actually, it was six. They'd go Monday to Saturday, have Sunday off, and then do it all over again. Um, Which is really inspiring that, you know, they were able to do that. Because not everyone gets a chance to do that. So, um, actually, on that note, if it wasn't for COVID, I would actually be on tour right now, right? It's August. Yeah, I would actually, I think I'd be coming back tomorrow if uh, COVID didn't happen. So, fucking unreal, dude. <laughs> you wrecked everything. Yeah. Except my colon. I did that myself. Dude, I was going to see Faith five times this year. That's right. I only, had, I only had tickets for three, but still. I think it was three. Allentown, New Jersey. Oh, I think I was I was trying to go one of the New York shows with you. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and I were talking about like maybe meeting up somewhere and driving up to Buffalo, New York, or something together. We discussed. Yeah, because, yeah, I because I was try- what was that? I was gonna say because the the tickets I think I had was that New York show, Jersey, Jersey. Or, yeah, and then Pennsylvania. There was a Virginia show and a Georgia show. Wait, are you sure you were going to the Allentown show? Because that was a Monday. Yeah, but it was a holiday. That's like Labor Day, I think. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm disappointed because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I want to see Faith No More, but Scars on Broadway has never gone on tour before. So I was excited to finally see Darren and Scars on Broadway, and, you know, that whole thing got fucked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they've never actually, they've only, I think in the entire time Scars on Broadway has been a band, so probably like 10 years or, or more. They've only played like five shows. They only play festivals. They've never actually been a touring act that tours the United States. They were supposed to for the self-titled album, and the night before that they were supposed, it was like they were playing Jimmy Kimmel, and then the next day they were leaving for tour. The night before Jimmy Kimmel, they canceled everything, including the Kimmel appearance, and that was the end of it. So I always wondered what happened with that. So that's why I was like, really excited. Like I get the Folly Sea Scars, and I get to see Faith No More. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 Georgia show, uh, that that one was, <laughs> that one was going to be the brutal one because I think that was on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Oh yeah, and um, I wasn't planning on taking off work for it, so I was going to work and then immediately drive to fucking Atlanta, and then, like the game plan honestly was to maybe like sleep a couple hours like in a walmart parking lot after the show and then oh. drive back and go to work like change clothes somewhere you know like a, a planet That's fitness true. or whatever shower off and then go into work but at least i don't have to worry about that now yeah that's true 
Um, uh, yeah, it would have been an adventure, dude. Yeah, for sure. Well, as I said, man, depending on what goes down Labor Day weekend when it comes to coronavirus, if you want to come camping at the drive-in with me for four days, I got a hotel room and I have two tickets each night. Just let me know sooner than later so I don't give away... Well, I doubt I'm going to find anyone who wants the tickets. I'll be completely honest with you. So if you want the tickets, they're yours. Okay. You watch, a, watch a bunch of bad horror movies at the drive-in. And we get, we get... I have tickets to camp on site at the drive-in. Yeah. But I'm not going to sleep there four nights in a row because I, I want a shower. Right. That's why I figure, you know, if I get a hotel so I have the option of like, oh, I can go shower now. Yeah, head up the hotel, take a shower, eat some breakfast, go back, you know. Yeah, and plus the drive-in is 15 minutes away from Jim Thorpe. Not even. I think it's 10 minutes away from Jim Thorpe. So you could even get up the next morning from, uh, you know, camping and go to Jim Thorpe and get breakfast and walk around and, you know, buy shit you don't need. Go to that uh, the Harry Potter-themed cafe. Muggles Mug Cafe. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. No, like I'm not. I'm, hmm? I'm, I'm not like I'm not like swayed by the Harry Potter stuff because I'm not really a fan of Harry Potter. But like the coffee is just like fucking legit there. Oh yeah. No, it's definitely some good coffee. Um, yeah. I went there a couple weeks ago. It's so weird now with everything going on. Uh, what's it called? How like all we could do was walk in, grab the coffee, and walk out. It was so weird. Um. Hey, but that dog was there. He was there to greet us still. The dog with the... Uh, what's it called? I can't think of his name. He's like the dog of the cafe. Right. <laughs> can't think of his name right now. Fuck me. He's a good pupper, though. Like a mascot for the place. Pretty much. He might as well be. If you look up Muggles Mug uh, hashtag on, on uh, Instagram, a good portion of them are the dog. He has his own Instagram page, actually. <laughs> I've, does, I've seen yeah. quite a few people do that they'll set up a, a profile for the dog I was going to do that for uh, my dogs but then people would stop looking at my Instagram because I don't post that stuff that's that interesting so I have to keep the dogs on mine <laughs> hey, who gives a shit about my bands and like the memes I post people are there for the dogs dude I don't people don't want selfies for me 70 some odd thousand people on Spotify yeah, but that's what that's what would. You're in it. You're in the band. This is true. I'm trying to hype you up, Ben. I'm trying to trying to raise you up. <laughs> you raise me up. What is what is that? What is that from? I don't know. That's for, I just remember it from those uh, commercials of like religious gospel songs. There you go. Yeah, remember those. Yeah, well, dude, I went to Catholic school. Of course, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but, I mean, just like in general, like the 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 commercials that would play for like CD collections and actually on that on that note, um, a friend of mine the other day was looking for a copy of now that's why I call music volume three. And then went on the hunt for him and found it. Oh, you man. remember that's why I call music? I do, I do. I think they still put those out. Two. I think they're up to 94 now. Yeah. If Jesus I remember Christ. correctly, they're up to 94. Yeah, they're, uh... What's it called? So I mean, it, 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 at this yeah, point, they're... Like 90-something. What was that? 
at this point, they're just doing it out of habit, right? Because I mean, they they can't be selling that many copies. No, they're the pro- unless unless they're selling digital copies on Apple still. Yeah, I guess so. Also, on that note, I heard I don't know how true this is that Google Music is ceasing to exist. I did not hear that. Someone in the Clutch Group um, said uh, was asking people what type of uh, music services they use because I guess they have the Google Music. Yeah, it's like essentially I guess it's like um, iTunes where like you you buy albums and stuff. And I yeah. guess Google Music is uh, they're stopping sales in a couple of weeks and the app's going to be gone by the end of the year. Wow. Which makes me wonder, what are the people doing? Like, there's probably people on there with decent collections. What's going to happen to them? So, I don't know. Give them, like, a download code and be like, figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's fucking weird. Um, That's part of the reason I don't like digital music, because I feel like it can be taken away a little easier. Uh, Actually, um, I went to the drive-in a couple weeks ago with Greg to see the Ramones. Um... When we were leaving, when we were they, uh, the vet, the I almost said venue. I guess it is a venue technically. The drive-in after it showed Rock and Roll High School, the movie, uh, they played Ramones live on the big screen for those of us who are packing up and those who are camping overnight. So on the way home, we're like, oh, we'll put the radio station on so we can hear it as long as we can, and then we'll switch back to um, digital music, and. Um, so we did, the Ramones ran out, so we turned it off, um, we were out of signal, and we're trying to listen to my phone, and the stereo keeps going to Sirius, and then the FM radio, and then Sirius, and then back to my phone, it was, like, glitching out, and I was so mad, because, like, man, this was just a regular car with a regular stereo, we would not have this issue, but these goddamn digital ones, I, I can't hand them. I'm old. I'm cranky. Leave me alone. <laughs> just, I, I just hate that cars don't have CD players anymore. Because, you know, if you're driving and Spotify craps out, and there's no FM signal, like if you're in the country and there's no radio signal around, you're just driving in silence at that point. There's your you're SOL. At least, you know, I, I, I mean, even when I had cars with like auxiliary plugins and stuff, I still have a book of burned CDs in my car in case of emergency. It's like you can't do that with the new cars now. It's it's uh that's it. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, no. It, it, if Jamie were here, he he could uh he could attest to this. When when I went to go buy um that Toyota Rav Four. Oh yeah. I was legit, like somewhat disappointed. Like CD player was it just wasn't a thing anymore. Yep. You know it was it's it's all it's all Bluetooth. Yeah, although I did find a loophole, though. We, What's that? We went 30 years backwards. We just repeated history. Because what happened is with these new digital stereos, I don't know about your car, but in this car, um, which is not mine, thankfully, I borrow Frank's. Uh, my car is a 2007, so it's still all retro. Yeah. Um, not only does it have digital, but on the floorboard, there's a USB, there's an aux input, and there's an SD card slot. Um, in the 80s, when CD players first started to become a thing in cars, they weren't in the head unit. They were on the dashboard on these little portable Walkman that you plugged into your stereo. So we just went backwards again. Now we have to buy Walkman 
uh, like CD players and put them from aux cord to aux cord. We had the going right back to the eighties again with these new stereos. <laughs> well, see, and, and the thing is too, like I don't even have I don't even have the aux cord option. No way. So it's just because, Bluetooth. Well, not not because of the the car. I think the car does have a Knox cable port. I think. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but my fucking my iPhone. They they did away with the with the aux ports. True. Yeah, so, so mine actually. Yeah, I have a um an Android and there's no aux port anymore. Um Jesus. Yeah, well at least if you can get uh if you could go and get like a decent like fifty to a hundred dollar like you know, the skip proof uh Walkman, you yeah. could have a CD player in your car again. Well I well I think the way this works yeah, I could do that, uh, which would actually be kind of fun. Um, but I think the, the way it works with the iPhones, at least, and maybe with your Android is like, you can buy like an adapter, like goes into the charging port. Oh yeah. It's called like a dongle or something like that. Yeah. But like, I got to buy a whole other thing. So I just, I just Bluetooth it. It's said, not it. worth it because I've bought a, a couple of, I can't remember if they're called dangles or dongles or donglers or some shit like that. It, it sounds a lot Dangling like penis, dongs. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're selling us penises for our phones. Um, yes. Um, but uh, I can't tell you how many of them I've gone through. Like, they're so shitty. They just... Actually, my phone doesn't even recognize it anymore. When I put it in, it it goes into, like, airplane mode when I plug it in now. Like, the dongle doesn't even work anymore. Um, so it's Bluetooth or bus at this point for me, even. Yeah. Um, uh, Iristera in, uh, in the chat says, I'm sad my computer doesn't have a CD drive in it. Yeah, me too. Mine also doesn't have one. Who says that another in the chat? Huh? Who said that? Iastera. Ah, right on. At least that's how I've been saying it. She's not she's not correcting me. I think at some point she said just whichever way. I just looked. I actually have a CD drive on my laptop. I didn't know that. Oh, nice. Like, my MacBook has one, but it's like a 2012. Yeah, um, I miss having floppy disk drives. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Oh, oh, I got you. I remember. Oh, I remember. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, um, but no. Uh, at some point, um, I remember my dad having like, like jumbo size flash drive or not flash drives, but floppy disk. Like, do you remember like the giant ones that like came out and and it basically looked like a maybe similar in, in size to like a vinyl record, maybe? Uh, on one sec, Kevin. All right. What? I was gonna start dinner. You want to wait? I guess. What are you making? I was gonna make um. It's Frank. Sure, I guess. Probably half hour. Okay, sounds good. Can you hear me? Yeah. I thought I muted the mic. I guess not. No, but I missed your pops. Oh, wait. How about this one now? Oh, I have two mics. That's why. Yeah. I have a mic in the headset and I have a mic here. So I muted the me Eddie, but not the other. <laughs> it's all good. Um, But no, yeah. so... I can't I can't do anything without being interrupted. <laughs> Game of masturbate. Oh, hold on. I got something else for you. <laughs> so next you. time you get interrupted you can think of that song yeah but I, I was talking about do you remember like the the 
like the really big floppy disks too. Of course, yeah. They were, I think they were short lived, right? Yeah, and the Sarah and, and Chad said that the, the, they were the ones that were actually floppy. I remember that like as a as a kid, like not really wanting to mess with them too much because they were my dad's, and like I didn't want to like you know snap one or whatever. Uh, I don't think I I ever really messed with them, but I remember seeing them in stores. It's it's just, it's crazy, like, just within our lifespans, like, the technology that has become irrelevant at this point and obsolete. Yeah. It's moving fast, dude. It's moving too fast. It freaks me out a little bit sometimes. Like, especially when you, when you think about once, like, you know, Tesla cars get, become fully automated, you know, where they drive by themselves completely. Um, I don't know. I wish somebody would just shoot Elon Musk already. <laughs> I'm excited about it, but it freaks me out at the same time. No, I I am um, one of those people that I've watched the Terminator movies one too many times, and I wish everything would stop. Um, I think we've... And I'm gonna sound. I'm probably gonna sound like some nut job, but you know it is what it is. I I feel like our technology is beyond our consciousness. If that makes any sense. Um, like I'm not trying to get too philosophical here, but I don't know. It's I I feel like like I'm not trying to be like people aren't woke, but you know, like everybody has their head up their ass. No matter what you believe, everybody has their head up their ass, and we're just taking this technology and eating it by the spoonful. And I just, I don't know, I question where the line's going to be, because it's going to blow up in our face one day, the technology. It's not, it's going to get worse one day. It's Something something bad is going to happen with the technology, and I don't know what, and it's not a threat, if because I know the FBI is listening to me. <laughs> I know, hi guys, how you doing? And I'm Mark Man out there. Um, it's it's gonna happen one day, man. It's gonna something bad's gonna happen with technology. Maybe it's not gonna be the Terminator movies, but like you know, like I don't know. Something I just don't have a good feeling about any of this. And uh, even I was reading some article. God, I hope it was fake. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see if it was uh, fake or not. It was like one of those moments where you see it and you go, "I'm gonna click on this link," and you put your phone down and you get back and it's somehow refreshed. Uh, it was one of those moments. But um, it was supposedly these people were feeding artificial intelligence, like uh, violent images and videos from Reddit. I was like, why the fuck are you showing it that? <laughs> why, yeah. why is that something you want to show a machine? <laughs> just, just to see how fucking wild it, it goes. Yeah, it's just, you know, to, uh, to, to go back to Jurassic Park, uh, too busy wondering if, they could and not wondering if they should type deal you know like that's how i feel with most technology i don't feel like oh no i I don't feel like we're fixing the right things if that makes any sense either you know what i mean that goes into a whole different subject um wasn't wasn't there another ai like somebody set up an ai for uh i think it was for twitter to like scan through twitter and then you know produce content on its own and it just kind of uh, boiled down into becoming just like this this bigoted piece of shit Twitter yeah. account. Do you remember hearing yeah, about that? I remember that. Of course. Oh yeah, there was that and then, uh, well I like the ones that they like, they listen to something over and over again and they try to do it themselves. I love that. It, it, it's Well, I don't love it, but it's just, it really shows the true colors of things. Uh, <laughs> of our human nature at least. 
it, it feels like everybody forgot about the Terminator movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just remember it was 2012 because I remember like you know the world's ending. Ha ha ha. Um, in 2012, <laughs> I read. Remember one article... how adorable 2012 was? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, but uh, no, it's okay. simpler I, times. I I lived through Y2K and then I lived through. 2012 i'm gonna live through 2020 mark my goddamn words um, <laughs> um but uh was it 2012 oh because i remember they were messing with artificial intelligence and teaching it anger and it's like no one watched the terminator movies and then there were scientists trying to clone dinosaurs it's like no one watched jurassic park movies and then they were reanimating dead tissue, and it's like Frankenstein, reanimator, Night of the Living Dead. Like, where do you want me to start with that one? Why are we doing this? Um, you know, and a lot of people will be like, oh, we know that's not real. It's like, it's not real now. <laughs> keep it up with the with the bringing back uh, tissue back to life. Go Keep on with that. Let's see where <laughs> that goes. I, doubt, I don't think it's going to create a utopia. I think it's going to create something much worse. Well, I mean, and, and not to, it's it's kind of cliche but it's, it's it's appropriate it's it's the jeff goldblum quote from uh jurassic park like you were too busy your scientists were too busy asking themselves if they could do it and not if you know should, stopping yeah. to ask if they should yeah uh, you got me dude i don't know i quote that that scene way too much but that's that's where i'm at with technology um yeah but at well, the same yeah. time at the same time, we have gone from, you know, just in quote unquote modern times, only being able to watch like a select number of channels on your TV to now people are watching a guy in Jersey and a guy in North Carolina have a conversation. Yeah, that's true. And so if you are watching that, you have nothing better to do with your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, 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 I'm just, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here on the plus oh, side. No. You know, there's so much it's... more to do. So that's kind of a curse in its own way, though, because then you get people that are just completely disconnected from what's going on around them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. That, that exists too. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, technology is definitely a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, I mean, then on that note, we also had the fucking jerk off from Spotify last week. Um, I don't know if you saw that whole thing. No. Um, the, the, the short version, uh, the CEO of, of Spotify came out with like how to keep ahead in the industry, I guess. And he basically said, well, put out more music and then you'll make more money. And it's just like, oh, so you want us to spend more money to make more music for you to get paid. And we only get like a percent of that. Gotcha. That makes sense. So in order for us to make more money, you have to make more money. Okay. I gotcha. Like, yeah. oh man, if I saw that guy in person, I'd punch him in the dick. <laughs> Assuming he has one. Who is it? I, I've heard one of the services actually pay fairly. Is it Tidal? It is might be Tidal. Not sure. Well, I mean, and that's why not for anything. That's why nothing else, and you can quote me on this, nothing else by Deja Gravy will ever go on Spotify because, or any, any streaming services for that matter, except for maybe YouTube. I'll put stuff on YouTube. But... I've had, oh God, how it's been like three years with Coven and Visitor on there, and I haven't even gotten 20 cents in the mail. Um, and granted, I know you need to have a fan base in order to get paid, 
But I at least thought with the amount of streams we had, we might see like a dime. Apparently not. And right. I'm not giving them more of my music and I'm not going to. Do... No, fuck that. <laughs> well, Bandcamp, I think, ends up being a way better deal. Right. Because you can stream the music there, but then you can also choose to support it by actually paying for it. Exactly. And um, I mean, Bandcamp has their own app, uh, their own app, too, where um, you can only listen to the music you've bought. So it gives you, you know, a drive to buy more music because then you have more music on your app. Um, see, that's that was the issue with Spotify, which I thought was part of him being a, a fucking douchebag. Uh, pardon my French is because he kind of has us in a monopoly right now. Because what happens is if you say to people, you don't make enough money on Spotify, which, you know, like we're doing right now, it's like, oh, we'll go to Bandcamp. But at the same time, if you tell people, they go, oh, you're on Spotify or Apple, and you go, no, I'm on Bandcamp, their chances of, like, their chances of listening to you when you're on Spotify were already 50-50, and then you go, no, we're on Bandcamp. That just pretty much dropped to zero. There's like no chance they're gonna listen to you. Um, some do, some are dedicated. That's cool, but that's part. That's the only reason I put Visitor and Coven on Spotify is just so we have something out there on Spotify. But um, yeah, I was really against the idea. It's just you know, I, I've seen the look on people's faces when they come up to us at shows and go, "Are you on Spotify?" I go, "No, we have cassette CDs and we're on Bandcamp." Like, I might as well have just told them I killed their kid. Like, the, look at the disgust on their face that I'm not on Spotify. Uh, I'm not on Apple Music. You know, um, they make it very apparent. They don't have their emotions very well. And that was a big decision maker because, uh, granted, we haven't had that many plays on Spotify compared to the tapeworms, but it's still a lot more hits than I would have had if I wasn't on Spotify. Right. Um, but I'm gracious enough also that some Doom-themed... YouTube channels are reposting our music, which I am totally down with. Um, the one had like six, 666 views, and I'm like, I hope no one else ever views it. <laughs> <sighs> I forget. Oh my god. I just completely blanked on what I was going to say. Never mind me. But there is a, there is a double-edged sword, because we are now living in, in a world where people do a shit ton of streaming and like you like you said spotify doesn't pay anything but at the same time it's what i don't know most people use if not most like it's a decent chunk of the of the the population yeah yeah that's why i also once again i feel bad with covid19 and everything because even back in the day like let's um that's we want to talk about what happened recently, but like with bands like the Melvins, cause they had like 25 albums or something like that. I pirated their music. I'll be straight up with you. I, I torrented their entire discography, but I've also seen them live like 13 times because I, I torrented their music. I got familiar with it. And then every waking moment that I could see them, I have, I've seen them multiple times on multiple tours, you know, and um, and I even do that with the streaming nowadays. Like, I'll listen to a band every day on Spotify, but if they have the album on vinyl, I'll buy it. And if they come around on tour, I'll see them as often as I can because I want to give them my money. Yeah. Um, it's definitely Spotify is convenience. Streaming sites are convenience. Um, and that's definitely what it is. 
Well, um, I just found this this article. Um, it's talking about Spotify uh, stock prices. This is this is back in October of last year. But the reason why I bring it up is because the article includes the information that at that time Spotify had 248 million monthly active users. Jesus, that's a shit ton of people. Yeah. Huh. You got me, dude. I have no idea. It's it's unreal how much you know things have changed just in the past. I don't know. I think now, ten years. The, I wonder what the statistics are though with those listeners. Like, how many of those people actually listen to a bunch of music? How many of those people listen to the same three songs over and over again? How many of those active accounts are actually not active anymore? You know, like, like not where I think mom had a Spotify, like, I and I never deleted it. Like, was she part of those numbers? Like, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I do, I, I do musically though wonder, like, yeah, it's that many, but how many of them are are like teenagers listening to the same two songs over and over again? <laughs> I made this bag and playlist two songs ago. I made a bag and playlist. It's the same two songs, but flipped. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was that kid with CDs back in the day. I know I was that kid. It would be the same exact mix with like three different songs. Oh man, you remember burning CDs though? Yeah, yeah. trading CDs with friends and shit. Oh, definitely. Um, you no, know, funny enough, I was uh, watching this documentary the other day. I've been watching a lot of documentaries actually. Um, some of them are actually one the other day. Actually, I almost got sick during it, but uh, it was a good one. Um, but no, the one I was getting at, which one was it? It was one of the documentaries about uh, thrash metal that I was watching. But um, I, I guess I didn't realize how big uh, tape trading was back then. Uh, they would, you know, because record stores weren't carrying these bands. So it's like you would get the album from the bands and then you'd, you know, record copies of cassettes to your friends and pass them out to people and like, there would be people with like fifth generation copy of a Metallica demo that's so shitty you can't even hear it, but like it's there. <laughs> yep. It's just, oh no, it's um we've always been trading music. It's just uh what's it called? The the format of how we trade this music has changed a lot over the years. Baby Cake in the chest says, I remember waiting to hear a song on the radio to record it on cassettes. I actually remember doing that too. I I remember well I'll say I got lucky with that uh because I used to do that with the radio but that is right around the time that Napster came out but my family didn't have enough money to get a CD burner so what I would do is I would download all these songs on Napster and somehow and plug in my boombox I had a mic channel on my boombox I would plug in the microphone to my computer speaker and i was making mixtapes with napster on the cassettes because i couldn't afford a cd burner i still have some of them i found one and um we had the the tour van with a cassette player but i threw it in the one day and, like some of the songs i remember like gravel pit by wu-tang clan dig my mud vein things like that but then like uh the good girl the bad boys want by bowling for soup came on and i was like oh my god eighth grade <laughs> <laughs> Like some of the songs I totally forgot about, Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus, you know, things like that, like one hit wonders from my youth. And thank God I still have those cassettes. I'm so glad I still have them. 
Yes, Sarah in chat says, I did that too, baby cake, but I also worked at a radio station. That's actually pretty cool, working at a radio, cool. radio station. You had a radio show. I wish I could bring it back. I wish you would. It was fun. Well, I, I'm going to have to talk to them because uh, depending on, well, this is years ago, but they told me I could broadcast from home if I had the right equipment for it. Yeah. So I wanted to look into it if I could get back into it. If not, it's in Booton. It's not terribly far, but it's also not close either. Um, wasn't it? Wasn't it Father Scardo's Altered Hours? Altered Hours. hours. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. And then I had DJ Cheesy as my co-host until he retired, or by that I mean he went to jail. And then we had Jer Bear as my my co-host up until the end. Um, yeah, I, I forget how many years I was there for. I want to say five, six, maybe. Um, it was a good time. I mean, I think my favorite part about the station was because it was an online radio station. The FCC wasn't involved. So mm. it was like, you know, fucking free for all with the music. You can play whatever you wanted. I remember requesting shit. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember. I used to play uh, all sorts of patent for you. And Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop? Yeah. I don't remember that. It was, which song was, I think, Lust for Life. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it was a good time. I hope I hope someday you can do something similar. If not, just bring it back altogether. Yeah, I've, I've considered it, especially because they have a lot of uh, openings. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, they have uh, openings at the station with the DJs, so I wonder... Uh, actually, I don't even know if they're on the air right now with all the social distancing and all that stuff. I called in one time. I'm just now remembering this. Do you remember that? I think so. It was to talk shit about some band. I can't remember who it was. It was probably Red Hot Chili Peppers. It might have been Chili Peppers. I think Grateful Dead comes to mind for some reason, though. Uh, that's true. Uh, huh. It might have been the Grateful Dead, or it could have been the Beatles, because the bands that weren't allowed on my radio show were the Beatles, the Grateful Dead, Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi, Fish. I forget who else. All because they had their own tribute hours already. So I was like, you could hear them. Oh, they used to piss off so many, because like, Homegrown Radio actually had, like, a dedicated fan base. Yeah. And I remember the one guy after, because they used to have, like, these homegrown parties, and I'd go to them. And I remember some guy confronted me, and he was just like, you don't play any Beatles or Grateful Dead during your show. Why? And I said, because, they, like, the Beatles have two tribute shows during the week, and the Grateful Dead hour is two hours after my show ends. Like, you can hear that anytime, anywhere. Like, I'm, I was playing, like, you know, local bands and underground bands and all sorts of stuff, and they're going to come at me and go, well, you don't play the Grateful Dead or the Beatles, like, two of the most, uh, I don't mean this is an insult, like, two of the most mainstream bands of all time. You know, like, if you're going to give me shit because I'm not playing them on my two-hour segment, like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it had to be in response to that, the reason why why you had me call in and, and cut a promo on, on one of those bands. Or maybe it was both of them. I don't know. It could have been both, yeah. Fuck them. To yeah, this fuck. day. Yeah. Um, but no, that and then you did uh you did an NPR thing too at one point, right? 
NPR. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I was on uh, WNTI. They're associated with NPR. Okay. Uh, I was on there twice. The first time was advertising a band, a local festival that I was playing at. And then the other one was, uh, uh, you know how they, like, PBS does the whole, like, if you donate $200, you get this DVD type thing? Yeah. Uh, NTI was having one of those fundraisers, and one of my customers at the cafe um, always sponsored NTI. I forget which one she got. She spent like 200 250 whatever. She wanted the free t-shirt and something else, but with that package, she got like an hour to host a radio show, and she gave it to me as a Christmas gift. Oh, and so okay. I got to go on NTI for an hour and play my own music, which was pulling teeth, dude, because, God, the guy... The guy who was letting me host was such a fucking yuppie. Oh my god, dude. Like, I understand they said, like, you know, try not to play too much heavy metal and no stuff with cursing. But the guy was, like, bitching and moaning about everything. And it's just like, just play the fucking CDs I gave you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, that, you know, that was the other thing. I had an external memory, a terabyte external memory. And the week of it broke. So I couldn't even use that. I had to work. I had to use CDs. Um, it works now, knock on wood. But I had to actually transfer the guts to a new shell and all that good shit. But um, yeah, so I was relying on CDs and my CD collection. You know, I I stopped buying CDs regularly years ago. <laughs> so it was slim pickings. At that point, you were already rocking a a terabyte external. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, I mean. Just it had to be off. expensive at the time. It was. It was. It was a Christmas gift. Um, okay. I, I couldn't afford that on my own. Because that's um, a shit ton of memory. Oh yeah, dude. It was. Well, because I mean, I got. I was hot in the torrenting game for a while, and I mean, I had full describe. Like there would be a band, like I could be listening to the radio, like oh, this Cream song is pretty good, and I'd go home and download the whole discography, like every single thing Cream did, and I only like one song, and. I did that with a lot of bands. I have discographies of bands that I don't even like that, like I downloaded from my dad and shit like that. So, um, yeah, actually, funny enough, um, and it's not throwing him under the bus or anything, but the whole reason I learned how to torrent music is because my dad wanted to, so I learned how to. Which honestly, I benefited from because uh, I remember the first day we had Napster open. And he goes, all right, look up the Ramones. And I download a bunch of Ramones. It's like, all right, now look up the New York Dolls. And I got a bunch of that. And he's like, all right, how about Good Rats? And Good Rats was a local classic band from this area and downloaded that. And it was, uh, I thank Napster for that. Because actually, um, with the combo of my dad and Napster, that's how I discovered a lot of the good old punk stuff. So I had the head start. I had that head start, thank God. But fuck the punk kids. <laughs> no, I mean... What was one that everybody knows? LimeWire, Napster, yeah. but I used another one. Morpheus. That, uh, it started with a K. Kazaa. Kazaa. That's right. I had all of them. Uh, LimeWire was the worst with viruses. Morpheus was hit or miss. Uh, Kazaa was okay, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The worst thing with Morpheus. Uh, Morpheus was, as you would word it, a double-edged sword. So on one hand. Morpheus, I could get the best quality MP3s, but on the other hand, when you were downloading videos from Morpheus, 
there was a 50-50 chance it was horse porn. Ooh. <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times I'd find a file that was like System of a Down live at Lowlands 2001 and you'd download the whole thing and it's a blonde fucking a horse. And it's like, seriously? And you delete it. And then you go back on it a couple weeks later. You're like, Slayer live. It goes, Slayer full concert. And you download it and it's a chick fucking a horse. It's like, come on! Like, who... Who took the time out of their day to upload all this bestiality on the Morpheus and label it bands? <laughs> right. I I thankfully uh, avoided uh, those issues. But what I would run into would just be like just like simple mislabeling. I was never sure if it was done out of, you know, malice or if somebody was just genuinely like they just fucked up the file name. But like, say you wanted to download. Uh, I don't know. Ethan Flow by Pearl Jam, and instead it's Wicked Garden by Stone Topa Pilots. You know, shit like that. Oh, yeah. But uh, I avoided the horse porn, so... Well, it's because you weren't downloading videos. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. Da- I was downloading animes, um, full <laughs> concerts, music videos, things like that, and that's what was being mislabeled as porn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, the, on the mislabeling with music, though, uh, do you remember the whole detachable penis thing? See, I wasn't sure. Um, were you a Primus fan back then? Mm, Primus, I didn't really start to appreciate until I don't know last last few years, honestly. Okay, well, because back then during the Morpheus era, talking about mislabeling, there's actually YouTube videos about this. There's YouTube videos about this quote unquote phenomena. There was uh, there was a song called "Detachable Penis," and somebody put it on Morpheus Kazaa LimeWire under Primus. So to this day, if you go look up like Primus tabs, there's always one moron that puts detachable pianist in the guitar chords, but it's not a Primus song. It's right. Like thirty years, uh, twenty years later, and it's still floating around out there that it's a Primus song, and it's not. It, it never was. I wonder there's no if, version of Primus doing it. Like, <laughs> I wonder if at some point that just became like a running joke, though. Like people were just Kim dicking around or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I feel like it's. I feel like it's. A, I mean, there are certain people that I'll talk to them and be like, "Oh yeah, Primus," and they're like, "Oh yeah, detachable penis," almost like as a joke, like up there with like Primus sucks. It definitely is a joke. Some people get it, some people don't. Um, yeah, fucking weird, dude. Um, I remember having to explain that to somebody. Uh, you know that that wasn't a real Primus song, and they're like, "But I downloaded it." I'm like, "I I assure you, it is not a Primus song." Um. Actually, on that note, I'll have to send you this. Um, yeah, you ever have one of those moments where you're like, "I broke the code," and you figured something out? Um, yeah. Well, the other night, someone sent me. You know who Fred Schneider is? B fifty twos. Yes. I guess he has solo albums. Oh. And on one of them, he's covering Clutch. He does Wishbone by Clutch. But I'm listening to it the one night, and Ricky goes, "Oh, what Primus song is that?" And I realized all Primus is, is Fred Schneider covering Clutch. Because if you were to listen to the song, and if I didn't tell you, hey, this is a Clutch song or this is Fred Schneider, you would think it's some sort of Primus song. So that's no it. Shit. All Primus is, is Fred Schneider cl- covering Clutch. That's it. That's the new definition. <laughs> wow. Yeah, if you, if you don't mind least. sending that over. I, I, w- I wouldn't mind hearing that, that cover. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, apparently Fred Schneider is like... I was reading this in the sleep group. I guess he's really into like metal and stuff like that, like stoner metal, and he's a big fan of Clutch apparently. But uh, which 
warms my heart because whenever I fronted bands, Fred Schneider was one of my influences. So to hear that he appreciates heavy music makes me somewhat appreciate him more, which I didn't know I could, but I do now. Yeah. Like I could I didn't think I could love Fred Schneider anymore, but I, I really love Fred Schneider. I love Lamp. I love Lamp. <laughs> All right. I think we should wrap it there, man. Yeah, I think I think I, I love Lamp is a good way to wrap it. <laughs> um Ben, thanks me. as always for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me and letting me ramble incoherently for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um uh, um, I felt like there was something else I was going to tell you, but I can't remember. But thank you for having me on here. Um, of course, it's, it's been real. It's been fun. Thank you for all your help with uh, helping me figure out technology, since I'm not smart enough to do it on my own. No, nah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, you know, I, I don't pat myself on the on the on the back for for much. Um, this is going to be an inside thing, by the way. But I. Uh, I'm I'm definitely the probably the best IT support around that you can find, you know. Yeah. You know, you scratch back, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah. The you thing about my back is it's attached to my dick. Sorry, no, that was from uh, that was from uh, oh god, super bad. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, well, the only problem is my back's attached to my dick. <laughs> so you can scratch my dick, Kevin. That's fine. <laughs> Okay. All right. Cool. Why am I allowed in public? What is it? <laughs> we'll we'll save that for the for the next episode. We'll we'll, we'll dive into that. I keep forgetting I don't have a mouse. But <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me here with you. Here with you. You Ooh. here. And everybody in the chat, thanks for hanging out. We've we've never done one of these streaming before. It's never done a video podcast before. This will still go up on Apple Podcasts and Google and Spotify and all that good stuff later. But um. This was kind of fun. Yeah. So hey, one day we're gonna I swear we're gonna find a mutual game one day and we're gonna stream together. Predator. Maybe. Cross platform. You know what? I'll make a deal with you. Mm-hmm. I'll buy Predator if you buy Dead by Daylight. Because I can that's do that. gonna be cross platform by the fall. So I'll meet you. I'll meet you halfway. We can play Predator, and then when it goes cross, because I'm telling you, man, with Dead by Daylight, you, me, Ricky, get my friend Jade in on it. I have a couple other people that play it. We'll actually have like full matches together, man. Sounds like and fun. We'll all die together. It's gotta happen someday. Exactly. Exactly. But, I'll, I'll let you do your outro now. Do, do your big outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but... <laughs> Before we before we go, Mary said, "Shall we leave you two alone?" No, it's okay. Uh, Mary uh, also well, says, "Was fun just missing the wine." Mary, the wine is the wine is never far away. Are you playing me out? Yeah, I played me out. Okay. Vader Boris, ladies and gentlemen, Deja Gravy. Woodwill, Woodwill, Will Wood and the Tapeworms. I wore his skin last night. Um, and now on Twitch as well. It's twitch.tv slash Deja Glue, right? Deja Glue, just like my Instagram. And I'm actually, if you are watching on the stream right now, if you check the uh, the chat, 
there is the the link if you would like to give um, my good buddy and brother Ben a follow. I love you, man. Love you too, bud. See you later. You you have fun doing things. Oh yes, we're about to play some Lord of the Rings online. Sweet. See ya. I think I just gotta keep it going. Just keep it running. This is okay. I already turned off my live stream. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and stop recording. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you gotta play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Why is the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed your answer to better health and wellness? It's proven quality sleep. Any more questions? Yes, I'm always freezing, and he overheats. It's temperature balancing, so you can sleep better together. But can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. So I'll have more energy for yoga. Yes, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Namaste. Namaste to you, too. And now save up to $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed and adjustable base, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.